goes out. Now the long ball in. Final. Chance on the right side of Munger Jensen with the tackle. Stays in the field to play Rampling. Plays halfback. Offloads the ball. Norris. Can't get a play at the ball. Final coming against the floor. What a great piece of commentary, plenty of passion, and he is now joining us on the program. Ken Laban, good afternoon, welcome. Well, how are you going, mate? Yeah, very good, thank you. So Wellington 32, Waikato 28. We saw Wellington lose the Shield last week to Hawke's Bay after a brilliant regular season. Are the wheels just starting to come off this Wellington team at the wrong time of the year, or is it more a case of finals footy and teams like the Waikato lifting? Yeah, well, I guess, well, it probably, that may well be a little bit of, well, I don't know about wheels falling off. They only beat Tasman 7-0, um, and they could easily have lost to, um, they could easily have lost to Canterbury, um, and then they ended up losing to Hawks Bay. So, whilst they've had a fantastic um, regular season, um, I think it hasn't been an absolute dominant, even though it looks, when you see 9-1, you go, well, nobody's, nobody's beaten them, but, you know, when you look, when you look under the surface, there were some very, very tough games um, in there. And, of course, um, the Waikato yesterday, they had to win three from three just to make the quarterfinals because um, they came in in eighth uh, position. And you've got to say, one of those 32 phases, any one of those had a related uh, result in the line break, they would, they'd be into the semifinal um, this weekend. But, you know, I thought it was a great game. And also, you know, when you get to the playoff stage, as you know, um, Mark, the only teams left are the ones that can beat you anyway. So um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a terrific match. Hey, Ken, uh, Steve Devine here, mate. I I normally do a multi every weekend, and I pick a heap of the rugby matches, and I um, see how it unfolds. This weekend, I didn't do one because I looked at all of those MPC matches, and I thought these could go either way. Um, along with a couple of the World Cup games, so I, I've just been blown away by the last month of uh, NPC rugby. I think it's I think it's the best we've had for quite some time. Like all, all those teams are capable of beating any one of the other teams. Yes, exactly. Well, Taranaki Tasman was a big one um, as well. That was a game that could have gone um, either way. You know, two teams capable of winning the NPC, and we saw from Waikato yesterday, who were the NPC champions two years ago, well capable of getting the job done. Yeah, no, I agree. And because, you know, the Battle of the Bay version 2 for 2023 um, is going to happen this afternoon as well. And that's a, that's a contest that could go either way. And, mate, I, did you see the England game this morning? Have you seen England Samoa match? I did. I did. Oh, oh mate, I'm, I'm keen. I know you're, you're a man of rugby and I know you've you've seen a lot of it. How, how did you see that? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ken, just before you comment, both Steve and I, and we saw it with Fiji, we still believe there is a subconscious bias towards the islands and I think it was prevalent this morning. That's that's our opinion on it. I've never seen... Um, I've never seen a situation where a try has been awarded, the conclusion has been taken, and then they take the try off. Um... And, you know, as it, as it turned out, he didn't he didn't get it down anyway. But um, the interference of the bunker, because um, essentially that's what they've introduced uh, for this. And I don't know whether everybody's trying to justify their pay, or um, you know, at the end, 
at the end of the day, they had a chance to win and they didn't far more. So, you know, um, same result. They got us all excited there for long periods of time during uh, during the game. They missed another couple as well. That Nigel Wong could have walked away with four tries, couldn't he, um, this morning? But, um, you know... Along with along with everybody else, I'm, I think that Samoa have done have done well um, this year. They're not going to make it through to the next round, but I think with the change in the eligibility rules, um, they're more competitive uh, now. And I only hope that the next decisions that they make for those Pacific nations will result in them getting more games against top quality opposition. So imagine what Samoa, Fiji, and Tonga would all three of them would be like if they had the opportunity to play England, South Africa, and the All Blacks. And, uh, and Ireland on a much more regular basis. And, you know, if that can happen, that's the best thing that they can do for, um, for Pacifica rugby and at the same time ensure that they, uh, they can able, they're able to field their best teams because that hasn't happened in the past. They've taken their best players off and kept them for the Tier 1 teams. They've kept them out of the Tier 1 um, competitions. And you remember when they expanded the Three Nations and made it the Four Nations competition, um, both of you will remember a few years ago how they were all talking up about the importance of supporting Pacifica rugby and they invited Argentina into the competition and none of the Pacific Islands. That was another example of where the, um, where the walk didn't match the talk. So, you know, um, we've seen with Fiji, uh, what have they got, 18 players in Europe, nine, well, 18 players from the Drua and nine players from Europe. Um, and the, the Manu Samoa team this morning, with a whole host of players that are very experienced in playing in the Northern Hemisphere, what kind of difference they can make to their uh, to their ability to be more competitive. Did you um, see the yellow card from the kick and the interference in the air from Farrell? I, I, I hardly even a hand laid on him. I thought that was the weakest yellow card I've seen of the tournament. Went off the kickoff, the, the very same thing happened to one of the Samoan players. Um, Curry went through and takes him out in the air completely. Uh, he also landed safely. I think it was uh, Sapuanga, and and not even a penalty, not even a play on. You know, I just, you know, I just, I think there were two levels of adjudication, and I just found it very frustrating. Mate, on the subject of absurdity, I don't know if you noticed that in that Wellington Waikato game yesterday, James O'Reilly was ordered off the field by the doctor um, for a bleeding nose, and he couldn't go to that last scrum. So it was a golden oldie scrum, so we got a guaranteed, um, guaranteed position. Probably for both teams at that stage, the most important scrum of 2023, and it was reduced to golden oldies. So Waikato were denied the opportunity to put a shunt on and keep the uh, Wellington forwards um, in the scrum and use the ball. Wellington were denied the chance to try to get a um, tight head. The fans were denied what would have been um, an enormous contest, and all because he had a bleeding nose. I think that one of the challenges, and you know, that need that the game needs to address is the pettiness um, of us all, and just how innocuous some of these decisions. Mm. Um, they talk about how frustrating everybody's get with the way that we're killing the game. Jesus, we're killing the game ourselves. Yeah. Um, without by comparison, you know, and a lot of reference has been made to the NRL grand final where there were five penalties in 80 minutes and um, people were saying that nobody noticed whether they actually had a referee on the park it was just left to the players to determine the result um, and that's the sort of thing that rugby used to be um, a few years ago but now you've got you know assistant referees are um, 
uh, are mic'd in. There's um, 38 people in the bunker room now, so you need two buses, one for the referees and one for the team. Um, and everybody's got something to say. Um, I don't know how they, you know, why they can't check or why they can't anticipate um, requests and then have it, have the answer already ready before the referee asks. There's a whole host of things that they could quicken up, and you know, I'd much rather that the advantages are called off. Um, if you advance five metres, advantage is over. Just keep the game moving and keep, you know, I think it's ridiculous that they penalise scrums and the halfback's already passed it, uh, passed the ball. And, you know, there's a whole lot of things that they could do to try to make the game more stimulating and more uh, more entertaining and more flowing. Mm. Um, that, to me, just make a whole lot of sense and would only benefit the game as a spectacle. OK, Ken, just finally, um, clearly we are going to play Ireland now in a quarterfinal. That has been locked in. Um, really hard to gauge this all-black team off the back of wins against Italy, Uruguay and Namibia. Uh, have we righted the wrongs that we clearly committed against South Africa and France? Do you believe and are you confident the All Blacks can beat Ireland in this quarterfinal? I am. I'm also confident that Ireland can beat the All Blacks. <laughs> um, and, I think it's, and I think it's the one of, you know, it's going to be one of basically... To win it, you have to be capable of playing three finals in a row. Uh, that's the that's the reality. Now there's only only the big dogs are left in the comp now, um, and you need to have that ability to play three grand finals in a row. It's you know very similar to the NRL, very similar to you know other other major tournaments. You have to turn it on when it matters. And um, the end. And of course, we've seen enough on the All Blacks offensively um, to know that they're good enough to be able to get the job done. Um, I would have preferred if they played their best test side uh, on the weekend, but they didn't. Um, and equally, based on um, how good how good Ireland are, um, we may very well we may very well be watching the winner of the World Cup this weekend. Ken Laban, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you for your insight, Ken Laban, the Sky Sport Rugby commentator, very astute man, love his passion, love his energy, uh, very insightful.